0: been a long time since since I talked to you guys and recorded something you know I could blame life or circumstance or any of that but I'm not going to do that I just I like to say there's a difference between an excuse and an explanation so there's really no excuse but to explain myself a little bit uh life has just gotten really busy been a lot of issues me and your mom's been trying to deal with. I think 99% of them have been my doing. Um, so, over the last month, I've been coaching the namesake soccer team. He was not pleased that we signed him up for soccer, but all of his close friends were doing it, and, and you showed interest, so I was like, let's just do it. And then uh, after a few weeks, we knew that other teams were being put together, but ours wasn't, or at least, you know, yeah, so ours wasn't, and, uh, it's raining, I couldn't sleep, so I emailed the administrators of the league and said, hey, what's going on, they're like, well, they don't have a coach, and it's like, well, back in the day, I played soccer very competitively, so I'm doing that now, sorry, I have to blow my nose a little bit. Gosh. It's raining. Um, a lot of things have happened, actually. A lot of updates. I may not even get to reading the Bible today. Which is fine. Uh, I mean, We'll get to it. We're going to... We're going to get through it. Um, so... The last month... I... I've been what's it called uh, debating changing careers becoming a teacher I've actually applied to a credential program but uh, I'm still going back and forth on it because I I would essentially not be able to work as as what I do for like a year I thought maybe, you know, I, I could work, you know, I could, I could do student teaching during the day and work at night, but no, there's night school, too, for like a year. So I don't know how it's going to work. We need money, and so a lot of a lot of things up in the air, kids. Um, praying that God shuts a door if he needs to, and he's a window if he has to. So anyways, it's raining. We got back from Lake Tahoe yesterday, early evening. We uh, spent a week in our timeshare there that you guys know about. I'm not going to say the name just for privacy reasons, but um, we said, uh, I that windshield wiper is just annoying you guys. We won't be able to even listen. trying to be cognizant of the sound on this thing, I may not even be able to, it may sound awful, anyways, as an update, and I apologize for the windshield wiper, but we actually do, we absolutely, I absolutely need it, it's raining pretty hard, so we, uh, over the past few months, a lot of things have been going on, one of my very good, dear friends, uh, passed away, he was a teacher at my high school, That's been really rough. Uh, I'll I'll get more into that later on. He died about a week ago. Great man, just a great man. Um, And uh, I got bees installed in our backyard. I've always wanted to put a bee's hive in our backyard. Your mom finally said, go for it. So, um, did that. We had a great time at Lake Tahoe. It was just us. This is the first time it's really happened, where it's just our family of six—me, your mom, and four of you. And a lot of times, we'll, in fact, almost all the other times, we just we go up with your aunts and uncles and cousins, and it's it's a blast. But it was actually kind of nice just to just to be us six together. It wasn't as much. Trauma, as there is when there's another family involved and you know that was it was it was actually a blessing to do that it was snowing we we rarely go up in the snow it was snowing we sled sledded or sled sledded a little bit that was fun we uh what else we do we did a lot um we hung out inside a lot you guys got a lot of screen time to me and your mom's chagrin what else happened we did not even leave the the grounds one of the things you kids like to do especially the namesake was go to the hot tub which is across it's just across the street and it's the weather was about 20 degrees so like we're walking out of our room walking about, let's say, 150 yards. You have to, like, go up a bunch of stairs, then down a bunch of stairs. In, like, 20-degree weather. With a little towel, swim trunks, and, like, I wore a T-shirt. The namesake... Actually, all you kids loved it. Entrepreneur, the king, the spy. You loved it. On day two or three, we we did the same thing. We went to the hot tubs and... We had them all to ourselves for a little bit. It's like this little room. There's, like, a hot tub inside, and then there's, like, a door to the roof, which has a hot tub outside. I was I never went outside, because the, the wind was, like, 50 miles an hour. But the rest of you did insane. I think I posted it on... I posted a picture of you guys on... Uh, on, uh... Instagram. He <laughs> yawning. It's, like, 5 a.m. So we, uh... Yeah, so the spy, he's like, swimming in the hot tub, and I keep telling him, stop swimming, there's other people coming in, you're splashing around, and I think you swallowed a little too much water, and you're like, I'm gonna throw up, and I said, well, get out of the hot tub, what are you doing? I was, like, so mean, and then, uh, then there, then a family came in while, while that was happening, and the spy, you're just put your head in this big garbage can and your arms are wrapped around and I was like oh he's probably not doing well and then you just threw up a ton a ton and after you did it you're like oh I feel much better and you're like you turn around and like the, the the smell of the throw up was like overwhelming me and I was close to you so I it was in the garbage can so I opened the garbage can I like I um tied it up so no one else in the room would smell and then I had you drink out of the water fountain. And I splashed water in your face because it came out of your nose too. Uh, poor guy. But you, you're feeling better, and so I, I said, okay, we got to go back to the room, and you and you were fine with that. And also, the spy wanted, or the the king wanted to go too. And you guys have not been getting along for the last few years. But the king was very sweet with you, very very sweet. And we uh, I showered you guys, and you guys went straight to bed, which is rare. It's rare for you guys to go straight to bed at night. Usually you guys stay up for hours. But I made the bed out of the couch bed and you guys were out within like 10 minutes. That was sweet. Another sweet moment was, again, between the spy and the king. Spy accused the king of slapping him. And, okay, child number three, who we call the king, because he's named after a king. You aren't really great with like, keeping your hands to yourself. But you know that. And it gets you into trouble. And it's and it's hard because I think the other kids kind of, like, pigeonhole you into being, like, the quote-unquote, the, the mischievous one. And I hate that because you're all very mischievous in your own way. Let me take a sip real quick. I made some tea. I'm drinking that because I have a sore throat. And so, and I think you get it, too. I think you know, you think that you're, like, the a bad kid, I hate to even use that phrase, but, but, so the spy goes crazy, oh, he hit me, hit me, and you were adamant that you did not, and you came to me, and I said, hey, pal, I believe you, you didn't hit him on purpose, come here, I gave you a hug, and I said, you're a good kid, and I love you, don't worry about what he says, okay, I believe you, and that, did something, they, like clicked a button in your head, because you hugged me harder than you've ever hugged me before, and you're a very physical kid, you love coming up and hugging and grabbing and just loving on us, and, it's, and I love it, but I, I think, and you're only nine years old, man, just turned nine, but it made me really sad in a way that that meant so much to you, because you should already know you're a good kid. And I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna try to keep telling you, hey, you're good, you're great. Don't worry about what they're saying. The spy is going through a very whiny f- stage, and it's annoying. as all get out. Like every time we ask you to do something, spy, you kind of like fall on the ground, and say it's impossible. This is not like a fun season <laughs> in life. Just in that aspect, I mean, you, I love you to death, but boy, I, I gotta, I have to show some real patience with you, because it's not easy, I'm just driving around our island town, driving past a high school that has a jet propped up, it's pretty cool, Um, so anyways, so the rest rest of the week was pretty great, I had a great time with your mom, Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. And you guys were uh, pretty darn well behaved. It, it was a really really good trip. Uh, what else happened? And It's about it. I, I had to, actually had to appear in court a couple times. I kind of sucked part of the fun out of the trip. Just a little bit. But, but that's what's going on. Your mom and I talked about pri- our um, quiet time, which I don't really u- utilize so much anymore. And, I realized my quiet time is when I have insomnia. And so, like, right now, it's like 5 a.m. I can't sleep. we got to wake up early anyways. Because your aunt is going to adjust all of us. She's a chiropractor. And according to your mom, you all need adjustments. I couldn't disagree more, but what what am I going to say? Yeah. yeah. I'm not, you know, there are hills you die on. That's not one of them. That's not the hill I'm going to die on. Anywho, it's it's been pouring since like three AM. It's been well, the last couple hours and I, I really doubt that we're gonna have a soccer game today. I really doubt it. I'm just awaiting the email. It's like around six or seven AM to that, that cancels all games. Which is unfortunate because some of the best times I ever had playing soccer was in like pouring rain. It's really it's really fun. Just get all muddy and dirty and just I'm a savage on the field. I loved it. So let me see how much time we're doing. What do we got? 12 minutes. Not bad. I don't even know where I last left off. Like I have to look back at at um, the last things I've I've uh, recorded. In fact, I actually have it on my phone because I, I what is it? Let's see. Okay, so we're in Second Samuel 19. We'll start in Second Samuel 19 through whatever I could get through. It's on my phone. Every time I... See, the process for when I record these is I record them. I have to convert them into an MP3 file because it records an MP4 through the program I use. So I convert it to an MP3. Then I email it to myself, to my podcast email. And from the podcast email, I save it onto a computer. I open up an audio program called Audacity. And I added it there. I've gone into more detail than that. But this last episode that I recorded, Second Samuel 13 through 18 or something like that, every time I try and email it to myself, it doesn't work. It won't email. Like, the file is too large, which is odd because I've emailed larger files to myself. So I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. I'll figure it out. So, oh gosh! Every time we go up to Lake Tahoe, I, I get like these bloody noses like crazy because it's we're at almost 8,000 feet, and my nose is always already sensitive because I was on something called Accutane for like six or seven months, and that dries that just does like this permanent thing with your nose. Like, it completely dries you out. Accutane is something you use for really bad acne. I had very bad acne when I was in high school. Really bad acne. I was short. I had long hair. And I had braces. Like, I was the total package. I had to beat women off with a stick. And some guys, too. <laughs> Joking, but... Um. <clears throat> the noise on this episode must be horrendous, I'm, like, I'm just really worried so now I'm I'm at the point, which was which is an old um, it's a decommissioned Navy base, which is a really it's kind of a cool place in a way, there's a lot of weird abandoned buildings, in fact when you guys play soccer here the backdrop you know, we're like surrounded by these abandoned buildings. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Let's see. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm driving around. I'm looking for some place I feel safe to like read and concentrate on the Bible on the and not worry about uh, you know, someone walking up on me. Driving around right now. I might have to pause it and like go to like the, the ferry building which is on the other side of the of the island so I feel safe there because it's very well lit and there's like nobody around I don't know I may not even rec- like breathe about we'll see because my throat is really not feeling well it is not and I filled my like really hot water hot tea so I don't know if I'm, I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to pause this for now. When I start it back up, hopefully I'll be reading 2 Samuel 19. Okay, so I'm at the ferry terminal. Just hanging out. The only, the only car in this, except for one, but there's nobody in it. So I feel comfortable reading. I'm reading from this. I love this Bible. It's, one of, it's like one of my favorites. Um, it's. English standard version, right? Yeah, English standard version. But at the end of this Bible, has it's a special Bible It has the um, all of the creeds. Let me list them off for you guys. Let's see. It has the all the creeds and confessions. Where's the? I think if I finish this Bible, <laughs> I will. We'll, I'll read through those too. Because what they are is that during the Reformation when when Martin Luther nailed the 99 theses and all that stuff th- there was just like an explosion of theology which left the Catholic Church and turned it to the Protestant Church. And there is just a, a ton of um, literature called creeds and Confessions which ex- which It boils down what it means to be Protestant. What it means to be a Christian in the Protestant tradition. There are three traditions. Protestant tradition, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox. I don't know a whole lot about Eastern Orthodox, so I'm not going to really get into it, but... We are raising you in the Protestant Church. And I'm not... We're not... uh, In any way attacking the Catholic Church. We have the same... We believe the same non-negotiables. But... Traditionally, factually, we there are some things we split on, but that doesn't mean we're going to see we're not going to see Catholics in heaven. We sure as heck are. Um, some of the most faithful people I know are Catholic, and so they're never not to be not, never to be looked down on or you know anything like that. All right, that tea is like the perfect temperature now. We're in Second Samuel chapter nineteen. I don't know how long I'm going to do this because my throat is very sore. While we were in Lake Tahoe, I, I have to um, um, blow my nose a lot because you know, I just I get a lot of scabs and uh, there's way too much information. But if I blow I blow my nose pretty hard, and then it turns into a sore throat. So that's where I'm at right now. Sorry. Okay. Let me just make sure we're there. Where are we? Let's see. Looking. In just have to look at my outbox. 60. Okay. Second Samuel 13 through 16. So we're going to start in 17 today. Let's start with 17. Uh, 17. And if, and I haven't explained why, but yesterday was Good Friday. Today is, I guess, I don't know what Saturday is called. And then tomorrow is Easter Sunday. Um,. uh, It's a very holy time in our faith. Easter is by far the most, I think, if you were to categorize it as such, Easter is the most important um, Christian holiday. I mean, it's what makes us Christian. Uh, I was wrong. I've read 17 through 20, so we're going to start in 21, chapter 21. So I was reading through it. I was like, yeah, we've already read through all this stuff. Okay. Chapter 21. Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year. And David sought the face of the Lord. And the Lord said, there is blood guilt on Saul and on his house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. So the king called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites... Uh, were not of the people of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. Although the people of Israel had sworn to spare them, Saul had sought to strike them down in his zeal for the people of Israel and Judah. And David said, that, said to the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And how shall I make atonement that you may bless the heritage of the Lord? The Gibeonites said to him, It is not a matter of silver or gold between us and Saul or his house, neither is it for us to put any man to death in Israel. And he said, what do you s- oh it's getting really raining pretty hard. What do you say that I shall do for you? They said to the king, the man who consumed us and planned to destroy us, so that we should have no place in all the territory of Israel. Let seven of his sons be given to us, so that we may hang them before the Lord at Gibeah of Saul, the chosen of the Lord. And the king said, I will give them. Hang on, wow, it's really coming down. So. This is interesting. Uh, but the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Saul's son Jonathan, because of the oath of the Lord that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. The king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul, Armoni and, and Mephibosheth, uh, and the five sons of Mirab, the daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, the son of Bar- Barzillai, the Meholathite. The Me- and he gave them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the mountain before the Lord. And the seven of them perished together. They were put to death in the first days of harvest, at the beginning of the barley harvest. Uh, then Rizpah, the daughter of Ayah, took sackcloth and spread it for herself on the rock from the beginning of harvest, until rain fell upon them from the heavens. And she did not allow the birds of the air to come upon them by day, or the beasts of the field by night. When David was told what Rizpah, the daughter of Ayah, the concubine of Saul, had done, David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan from the men of Jabbath-Gilead, who had stolen them from the public square of beth where the Philistines had hanged them on the day the Philistines killed Saul on, on Gilboa. And he brought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan, and they gathered the bones of those who were hanged. And they buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in the land of the of Benjamin and Zela in the tomb of Kish, his father. And they did all that the king commanded, and after that, God responded to the plea for the land. There was war between the Philistines and Israel, and David went down together with his servants, and they fought against the Philistines. And David grew weary, and Ishbi Benab, one of the descendants of the giants, whose, whose spear weighed 300 shekels of bronze, and who was armed with a new sword, thought to kill David, but Abishai, the son of Zeroyah, Z- Zeroyah uh, came to his aid and attacked the Philistine and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You shall no longer go out with us to battle, lest you quench the lamp of Israel. After this, there was again war with the Philistines of Gob. Then Sibachai, the Hushethite, struck down Seth, who was one of the descendants of the giants. <clears throat> and there was war again with the Philistines at Gob and el the son of Jar-Ogrim, the Bethlemite, struck down Goliath the, the Gittite, not the Goliath that David killed, the shaft of whose spear was like a, a weaver's beam. And there was again war at Gath, where there was a man of great stature who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in number, and he also was descended from the giants. And when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, David's brother, struck him down. These four were descended from the giants in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. I love that. Okay. sip real quick. Go on to verse twenty-two or chapter twenty-two. Wow, oh, that tea feels so good. Let's see what time six fifteen. Let's look at the time. Read a couple more chapters. Gosh. Uh, All right, sorry. Just get situated. It's like the worst recording. All right. Chapter 22. And David spoke to the Lord the words of the song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said... The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold and my refuge. My Savior, you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. This is the songs using these lyrics, by the way. For the waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed, assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I called. From his temple he heard my voice and my cry came to his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness wonder was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wind. He made darkness around him his canopy, thick clouds a gathering of water. Out of the brightness before him, coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he rescued me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too many, too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the clean, cleanness of my hands. He rewarded me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me and from his statutes. I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt, and the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the merciful you show yourself merciful, with the blameless, with the blameless man you show yourself blameless, with the purified you deal purely, and with the crooked you make yourself seem tortuous. You save a humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord. And my God lightens my darkness, for by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge, and he made my way blameless. And he made my feet like the feet of a deer, and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hand for war, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them, I thrust them through so that they did not rise, they fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, those who hated me, and I destroyed them. They looked, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as the dust of the earth. I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with my people. You kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation the God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me, who brought me out from my enemies, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the men of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring. I think we're going to... Stop there. Just a couple, just a couple chapters, but we're about thirty minutes in, and I don't want to torture you guys. Um, a lot of great things out of there. I, I I would love to read more, figure out why. The Gibeonites wanted seven of salt heirs or descendants, but you know the the number seven comes up quite a bit in in, in the Bible, in the, both the the Old and New Testament. Um, So I'll I'll get more on, I'll get more information on that another time. But I'm going (coughs) to, excuse me, finish drinking some tea, head home, listening to some worship music, and uh, hang out with you kids all day today. It's going to be a blast. I love it. I love all of it. So maybe I'll make some breakfast. I don't know if I should, I don't know. Anyways, I love you very much very proud of you. I've had a wonderful time this spring break, just being with you guys, making food, cuddling, even getting upset. It's still, it's, it's wonderful being a father. And I'm honored to be your father. So in everything you do for the rest of today and really the rest of your life, to honor me and your mother and to honor God, and Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit. In everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king.